So we all sing, we all agree, you are great and mighty and worthy to be praised, God. Help our hearts to cry holy, not just now in this moment, but as we live, as we interact with people, as we move about in the, in, in the direction you have called us, Lord. Give us focus on your word today, Jesus. Thank you for dying in our place. It's in your mighty name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Each Sunday in January, we're talking about encouragement. And with Cesar and Gabby coming to be with us today and the children, I knew that uh, the Lord was going to use them to encourage our faith, and hopefully we would be used to encourage their faith in the importance of the testimony of faith in the body of Christ. Verse 8, Romans chapter 1. Let me say, first of all, let me say first thank, that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith in him is being talked about all over the world. We've seen it happen today, haven't we? God knows how often I pray for you. Day and night I bring you and your needs in prayer to God whom I serve with all my heart by spreading the good news about his son. One of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come at last to see you. For long, for I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. So the key of our lesson today is when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to visit you, but I was prevented until now. I want to work among you and see spiritual fruit just as I have seen among other Gentiles. For I have a great sense of obligation to people in both the civilized world and the rest of the world, to the educated and uneducated alike. So, I am eager to come to you in Rome to preach the good news. First lesson we see here is the lesson of faith. It allows us to see the work and potential of people in Jesus. That's the key, in Jesus. He says in verse 8, let me say first that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. He is not thanking them apart from Christ. He is not thanking them for their own achievements. He's not thanking them for the things that they themselves have been able to accomplish. And then he says, God knows how often I pray for you day and night. I bring you and your needs to prayer to God, whom I serve with all my heart by spreading the good news about his son. So what Paul is commending here is what he sees happening in people as a result of the work of the Lord Jesus. That's really important. If we have high expectations of Jesus and low expectations 
of people, we're going to have a more peaceful existence here. Now, I know that's probably a foreign thought all of a sudden, and you're kind of caught off guard by that. Give me a chance to explain it. If we have high expectations with Jesus and low expectations with people, it results in a more content or happy, peaceful life. On the other hand, if we have low expectations with Jesus and high expectations with people, we are going to experience a train wreck. Exalt Jesus, don't exalt people. Expect much of Jesus, but don't expect much of people outside of Jesus. And that's what Paul is doing here. Paul is not commending the hypocrites. Now, to think that there weren't any hypocrites in the church of Rome is pretty, that's pretty naive, wouldn't it be? There's hypocrites in Rome. There's liars in Rome. There are people in Rome that have been unfaithful. There's people in Rome that said they were going to follow Jesus and they didn't. They said they were going to forgive and they didn't because they're people. They're just people like we are. And Paul is not commending, he is not having high expectations in people. His high expectations is in the Lord Jesus, and he happens to commend the things the Lord Jesus has worked in the people's lives. You have to ask yourself a question, are you influenced more by people or are you influenced more by Jesus? And if you're more influenced by people, fact is, if you care more about what people think of you than what the Lord Jesus thinks of you, you're going to have a real difficult time. Now, Paul did not ever get held back because of people. Paul was not misguided by people. He did not give in to people's wants and desires. For Paul, he magnified, he exalted Jesus, and he has high expectations of Jesus, and yet low expectations of people, and he experiences a peace. And he commends, and he rejoices, and he celebrates what he sees the Lord Jesus doing in the lives of people. So he didn't boast in himself. Boy, that's a real problem among people today. That's a real problem that even people in the church struggle with. Today is a day of celebrity preachers. Today is a day of celebrity churches. Today is a day of high expectations from people. And we want people to, to, to be different than they are. We want people to be different than perhaps they can be. Do you realize that apart from Jesus, no one can serve the Lord? No one can do the right thing. No one can, can be commendable for the eyes of faith on their own. And so we are setting ourselves up for a, a real bout of discouragement when we have high expectations of people. And those expectations that we have on people is more than the expectations we have on Jesus. So high expectations on Jesus, we worship Jesus, we serve Jesus, lower expectations on people. 
We've got to recognize who people are. We've got to recognize our own situation apart from Christ, how we are. We are basically by nature deployable. You know that? We are. By nature, we are calloused in heart. By nature, we are unforgivers. By nature, we are apart from understanding the beauty of grace. And so it's really important for encouragement that we understand that we have high expectations on Jesus and low expectations on people. And the things that we celebrate in people are the things that the Lord Jesus accomplishes in people. So verses 10, 8, and 9 tell us that faith allows us to see the work and potential of people in Jesus. And faith allows us to look beyond people and, and, and not be let down, not be subdued, not be distracted from the Lord Jesus because of perhaps the unfaithfulness of people. Verse 10 and 11 and 12. I, I, I love these verses, 11 and 12. He says, one thing in, in verse 10 I always pray for is the opportunity. He was an optimist. And when you're a man or a lady of faith, you're going to be an optimist. When we are living by faith, we are going to look for the things that only God can do. We are going to look for God to show up. We are going to look for God to manifest himself around us. He said, one of the things I pray for is the opportunity, God willing to come at last to see you. We know that Paul always longed, it says in verse 11, to go to Rome. He was prevented by the Spirit. He was prevented by circumstances. And yet, we know he finally goes towards the end of his life. He says in verse 11, for I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. That's what he wants. That's what he's after. He just wants to go be with them because he knows the, the strength of the Lord because he has high expectations on Christ. And he believes in what Christ can do, not what he himself can do. Paul's the one that says, when I came and spoke to you in, in Corinth, I did not come with lofty language. I did not come with superior uh, superior speech. I came as a broken man simply presenting the cross of Christ and the power that comes through the cross of Christ. So Paul is not saying to them, since I'm really, really an important person, since I'm a superstar, since I have an understanding others that don't have, since I am such a good speaker, since I'm such a good motivator and, and, and I can stand before you and I can wow you with, with, my, with my speaking. He doesn't say that. He says, I long to visit you so that I can bring you some spiritual gift, something from the Lord, a spiritual gift, my gift of apostleship, my gift of preaching, my gift of encouragement, my gift of teaching, whatever that might have been, he's speaking of there, that I will come and God will bless you by what he's done in my life and through the spiritual gift that he has given me. And that gift, when I come to meet with you and spend time with you, I will help you go strong in the Lord. When we get together, when we get together, so we can say from that the importance of getting together. 
It's really important that we get together. It's really important. You've heard today, Cesar talking about their house churches. Today, we meet like this. We have connect groups in houses. We have Bible study. But the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter if we drive a Chevrolet or a Ford. What's important is, is we start the engine. And that is getting together. Get together. If you want to be encouraged in faith, if you want to be encouraged in this life, God's plan is that you get together. You got to spend time with each other. You got to open the word together. You got to pray together. You got to share your woes together. You got to share your victories. You got to give testimony with one another. You got to help people know the answers to prayer that you've had. You've got to hear what they've got to say today because we have come together. We, 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 when we get together, we get together today. We are together. We done got together today. We are here. And we have been encouraged by their faith, right? I've been encouraged by their faith. You heard their story. They, they, they looked around. I know, know a little more than they even said this morning because of my time with them, but they looked around Cusco, and they didn't see a body of believers reaching out to the people of Cusco with the gospel. They didn't see it. And the Holy Spirit just wore them out with that, literally. Just wouldn't let him alone. Kept on showing them, kept on teaching them, kept on making himself known to them in such a way that they need to respond to what God wanted to do in that place. And they started with nothing. And now we see after all these years, the result of their step of faith. You should be encouraged by their faith. We done got together and we heard the story of faith. We heard their story. You heard what God can do. You heard what God desires to do. You heard that. And as we come together, we encourage each other with our faith. And the same is true. We are encouraging them with our faith. We are together. We are a body of believers. We want to see people come to know Christ. We are devoted. We are faithful. We teach. We guide. We help. We give. We pray. We're a people that believe in the Lord Jesus, and, and we're doing all we can to make much of him, and, and so they're blessed by our love for Christ and our exalting him. So when you get together, let it fly. When you get together, realize what's going on. You know, I, I got a kick out of uh, our chili meal the other day. Uh, one of my very close compadres, he told me he wasn't going to go in there and eat chili because he's tired of chili. He'd been eating chili. And, and I just looked at him and said, all right then, I just walked away. Low expectations of people. Low expectations of people. And I came back around, and I saw him a day or two later, and I said, you know, the chili thing wasn't about the chili. It's never about the chili at church. The chili was pretty good. There was some good chili there. I'm so thankful that Tony didn't bring that white, nasty, Yankee white chili up here. I was very pleased with that. 
We had chili with beans and without beans. We had some good chili. I mixed a bunch of chili together. It was fine. It was good. But it's never about the chili. It's about us meeting together. And we just happen to have a little lunch every now and then. Do you realize that really what we should be doing is have a piece of bread and a little water and say we're not going to focus on the food and we're going to focus on each other. So the next time we have chili, the next time we have bologna, the next time we have pizza, the next time we have a gathering of any kind, the next time there's a party in your Sunday school class, the next time people get together, the question is not, who's going to be there? Well, because if there's nobody I really like, I'm not going, no. Nah, that's what that question's about. Who's going to be there? The Lord's going to be there. The Holy Spirit's going to be there. And we're going to be there. And we are to use every opportunity, according to Paul, we are to use every opportunity we have to encourage each other's faith. That's the body of Christ. When we get together, when we get together, when we get together, as we get together, we encourage each other with faith. You say, well, I don't know what to say. Faith, faith stories, faith experiences, your faith. Your faith will encourage my faith. My faith will encourage your faith. Share when you were saved. Share what you've been praying about. Share what God has done in your life. Because verses 11 and 12 teach us that faith is contagious. Faith is contagious. Who's going to win the football game tomorrow night? It's not contagious. It's not contagious. Now, I hope TCU wins. I want the Texas boys to show up and do really well against those nasty Georgia people. I want it to be horrific. I want the Southeast Conference to be crying in their soup or their barbecue. Poor barbecue in Georgia, by the way. Poor barbecue. They talk about how it's terrible. Not like good Texas ribs and good Texas brisket. They don't know what's going on. I hope it's a whooping. But it's just for a moment. It doesn't, it doesn't, it does, it's not contagious. But faith is. Faith is contagious. And look what happens when people have faith. Faith moves us to advance the gospel. They're going to move the orphanage to the center. They're going to help more people. They're teaching so many pastors. I've been down there and taught the leaders of their house churches. Boy, do they listen. They're into it. They want to hear. They want to know. Faith moves us to advance the gospel. Faith has moved Cesar and Gabby to spread the gospel the people that are involved in Zona Zagura, the Holy Spirit has worked in the life, and the same result happens. Our faith, all these hundreds of miles apart, the Holy Spirit works in us. And, and, and when we're moved by faith, when we're focused on what matters and, and we're pleasing to the Lord with our faith, what do we want to do? Man, we want to advance the gospel. That's what they want to do is advance the gospel. Different languages, different ways of being. By the way, alpaca is good beef, good meat. We should go down to this where they pet those alpacas and eat some of them. I'm telling you. I laugh about that. Here, we pet alpacas. There, they carry stuff up the mountains, and you eat them. 
good beef. I mean, it's a good steak. Very nice. Different cultures. Here, if you went over there and said, I want to buy one of your alpacas. Why do you want alpaca? Good meat. No, they're not going to sell you that alpaca. They're their babies. Different culture. But that's what the Lord does. So faith moves us to advance the gospel. Paul says in verse 15, I am eager to come to you to preach the good news. I'm eager. I'm willing to risk my life for it. I'm willing to risk my health for it. I want to be there and do that. He said, I have a, in verse 14, I have a great sense of obligation to people in both the civilized world and the rest of the world. When you hear people that have a great sense of obligation to share the gospel with people, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's what faith does. So hopefully your faith has been encouraged. Some side notes here. I hope it'll help you. I hope it'll encourage you. First lesson, if you're discouraged, put to work this truth. When you woke up this morning, you were alive. Remember that from last week? When you woke up, you were alive. Yesterday when I woke up, I questioned whether I was alive because the mountain cedar was really bad yesterday. Boy, I had a hard day yesterday. But today I wake up, and man, I'm alive. Jesus is alive. We are alive, and Jesus is alive. Regardless of what we're going through, something good can happen. Great opportunity is there because Jesus is alive, and we're alive. And so you can make it. God is God. Jesus is the Lord. You can encourage each other. We can make it. He is alive and we're alive. And if you're discouraged, question the people that you're hanging out with. Are you hanging out with people who are living by faith? Are you discouraged because of the people you're hanging out with? If you're hanging out with people and they are discouraging people, and, and you have a real hard time seeing that because Jesus is alive and you're alive, that, that you can live life to the fullest and you can experience all that God has for you. Hang out with different people until you're strong enough to influence them. Spend time in prayer. Spend t- time in His Word. Because let me tell you, that old saying applies, if you want to fly like eagles, you've got to lead the turkeys. And one of the reasons why there's such discouragement is because there's so many discouraging people. If you're discouraged, connect with a small group. You know, we say that all the time. We still have so many people not connected. Way of life, low expectation of people, high expectation of Christ. There's nobody in those small groups that's going to wow you. There's nobody in those small groups that's going to have all the answers to your life. There's nobody in those small groups, but... Jesus is Lord of all, and he is alive. And if you'll get in there, and if you'll do life with people who are doing life with Christ too, regardless of how weak some are, how narrow-minded some are, how, how far off some are, God will use that time to encourage you in the faith. Get connected. Get connected to the church. Get connected to the people. Let God use his best instrument to encourage you. And if you're discouraged, get busy advancing the kingdom of God. 
Get busy serving other people. Get busy thinking more about the needs of other people than you think about their own. Isn't that what we see here in Romans 1 from Paul? He wants to go to impart to them a spiritual gift. He wants to go and help them. He wants to go and help them grow stronger in the Lord. If that's our mission, if that's our mindset, if that's our daily mantra, if we're a plumber and we wake up and we've got a list of six things to do, six houses to fit, and if we go in the spirit of the Lord and we go and dig them ditches and fix those pipes and fix those leaky faucets and do all those things, but as we go, we are making much of Christ. We are, have much expectation of Jesus and low expectation of people. We can, we can live beyond the fray of this world and we can bless people as we go. At the plumbing shop, boy, those boys need blessed. At Home Depot, there's a lot of discouraged people just zombieing down the halls of Home Depot. And you can make a difference. Always an opportunity. Isn't that what Paul says? Always an opportunity when we have faith. Always an opportunity. Always a possibility because of who the Lord is. If you're discouraged, open up your heart, your mind, and your will to God. And let him know, tell him all the reasons you know why you're discouraged. And if you'll leave it with him, he will give you courage again. Because that's what encouragement means, to give courage hear the Lord speak today? Do you hear the Lord speak through His Word? If you heard the Lord speak through Cesar and Gabby's testimony, I know we, we don't, most of us don't understand what they have to say, but even if we didn't have an interpreter today, their representation is a representation of faith. Look what can happen. Look what can happen when people live by faith. I hope you're encouraged today. May the Lord's will be done. Help us, Lord, to be open to you. Help us, Lord, to grow stronger in faith today because we got together. We open your word. We have prayed to you this morning, Lord. We have worshiped you with song. We have heard testimony today. Lord, it's a beautiful thing when people hear your voice. And they start with all they got at the moment. And you grow. You develop. When our heart's in the right place, when our faith is being acted on, Lord, you just, you can do absolutely beyond our understanding. In Christ's name, amen. Ushers, please come forward.